This is a Soulfire production. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about what I do when I'm not feeling super high vibe for a number of reasons. One, because I'm actually in the middle of this and I have really been using my tools and finding new tools. And I thought, you know what? Usually when I'm, when I'm in the middle of, of the tower moments, of the not feeling so great moments, that's typically when I take time for myself as I'm moving through it, because I really don't want to be focusing on anything else other than showing up for myself. But I felt very intuitively guided to this time record this while I'm in the middle of it, because I know this is coming up for a lot of people right now with the heaviness of what's going on in the world. And I know most of you listening are empaths and can feel it very, very strongly and are energetically aware. And so you feel what's going on. And, you know, that's that's how I am combined with how many upgrades are happening right now how many shifts are happening individually in our own lives i feel like everybody i know is in this weird space a lot of relationships shifting and changing things being released from their fields it can feel difficult you know when relationships end or careers change or it just feels like the ground underneath us is not very stable and I am seeing this all around me, whether it is with living situation, friendships, romantic relationships, career. And so, you know, this energy is is big right now. And what I'll say is on my end, every single time I go through a huge upgrade in my life, whether that has been, you know, a big shift in my business and calling in a new level of client or calibrating myself to to hold and receive more money, more energy, more abundance, more clients, whatever it is, whether it is a, a huge upgrade in my in my spiritual gifts, if it's I'm about to call in a bunch of people in my personal life that are soul family that are really going to shift my life. Whenever I'm on the cusp of a huge quantum leap in my life, in in my energy and how I show up and it's a positive shift. Right before that is when I really feel like I hit the the lowest of lows. I've experienced this again and again and again. And I'm sure many people who have dedicated themselves to this to a spiritual path, to their personal growth and expansion. And especially, you know, if you've committed to a life of, of being a healer or an intuitive and just the depths to which you get pushed you get used to this and it doesn't make it any easier while you're in it, but at least, you know, I know like, okay, I'm right around the corner from a big shift that's positive. And I see that and I know that, and it's very clear to me, but when I'm right in the thick of it, I'm still feeling my feels. So there's honoring the emotion there. And I think this is also connected to a conversation we had in the channel collective recently, which was really great where someone brought up in the context of manifestation, what do you do when your vibe isn't high and you're trying to manifest? Does that mean you're not going to manifest good things into your life? And I think that's a really important conversation. I would recommend rewatching that Q&A call. It would have been from 
yeah, I think this month, February, or I guess last month. And I also have, I know I have a podcast called something along the lines of, do you have to be positive to manifest, which you don't. And they also cover this in the book. And so I'm not going to repeat that whole conversation that we had in the channel collective, but it is a totally normal, valid part of the human experience to feel our emotions. And in fact, it's really important that we allow ourselves to go into our emotions. And I know for me, a lot of the sickness in my life and the things I've attracted in that I haven't really desired that haven't been as high frequency as I've wanted to have been because I didn't feel my emotions and I let them stay stuck in my body. I just try to sweep it under the rug. I wasn't letting myself feel it. And when it comes to manifestation, there are a couple of angles I, w- I want to take here. One being your overall frequency is different than like if there's a vibration moving through or an emotion moving through you. So I feel like for me, I understood this a lot when I was dealing with severe depression and anxiety, where when I was living with depression all growing up, I felt like depression was my natural state. Like there was always a big, heavy cloud over me. And sometimes the sun would would come up. Like sometimes, you know, I'd be laughing with my friends, but that was what was acute versus my normal state was being really sad, depressed, pessimistic. And when the sunshine came in, when I laughed or smiled or had fun with friends, that was just a moment. That was just a night, you know, and I knew that wasn't going to be forever. And then it passed. And then my normal state, this is how I experienced it and felt it was the clouds are, the clouds are always out. There's always this heavy, dark cloud above me versus as I did a lot of healing work, I, uh, found that my natural state became the sunshine is out and life is amazing and I'm co-creating my reality. And sometimes the clouds rolled over and I was sad or upset, but it passed through and I knew that wasn't my natural state. That was what became acute, the, the sadness, right? And, and I think about frequency similarly, where it's like knowing my core frequency versus if I'm a high frequency being and knowing that thinking, feeling from that space is also honoring and loving all of me, which is knowing that, that all emotions are important. All emotions are valuable and emotions are giving us information. They're indicating things. And so if I'm a high frequency being, and then I feel low frequency emotion come through, it's information. It's, it's meant to move through. It's meant to be felt, be seen, be heard, be recognized, be honored, what's information in there for me. And, you know, eventually transmuted and processed and and moved through, but I have to go into it to do that. But just because I feel a low frequency emotion moving through doesn't mean it's bad. It's just vibration, right? Looking at it from a neutral perspective, just vibration. But if it's a lower frequency emotion, like sadness or guilt or shame, that doesn't mean I am sadness or guilt or shame. I'm feeling that frequency. And it's acute. It's just, you know, maybe there's a cloudy morning, but then the sun comes out and freaking out that the cloud is there isn't going to help the sun come out any faster. It's actually helpful information of like, oh, there's a cloud out. Maybe it's going to rain. Maybe if I go outside, I should bring an umbrella. Maybe I'm going to stay inside this morning. Like what, what do I need? Right. What's going to be helpful for me. But with that, you know, the most important thing with manifestation is authenticity. And you don't have to even focus on what you're manifesting. 
as long as you're focused on, you know, how am I feeling right now? And is it, is it authentic to me? Am I living for my authenticity? And if you're authentically feeling angry or hurt or sad or whatever it is, if that's your authentic emotion, like honor that and allow yourself to experience that. And I have found that I actually have manifested in like the biggest things in my life when I am deep in a lower frequency emotion because I'm really going into that energy. And when I'm going into that, I'm also going into where that's been stored elsewhere in my body that maybe I haven't picked up before. So if I'm you know, getting really angry with that, I'm probably also feeling some of my anger maybe from childhood that I haven't fully released yet. And the thing is, no matter what the emotion is, when I'm going fully into it and allowing myself to really feel the potency of that frequency, I can use that to direct the energy really powerfully. So some of actually the biggest things I've manifested have been in moments where I'm like so angry or so pissed, so frustrated, so sad and like crying, screaming, laying on the ground, having a temper tantrum and like yelling at my spirit guides. <laughs> and then the next day it drops in because I'm, I'm going fully into it. I'm feeling it all to move it out, to move it through, to face it head on, getting right in the middle of it. And that actually helps the energy clear, right? When I'm sobbing on the floor, I'm like helping the energy clear First of all, so I'm getting that low frequency out of my body, but I'm also using the momentum, like the potency of that vibration, the intensity of it to direct energy. And that's actually really important with our asks. My guides have taught me this lesson so many times where I'll like ask something and they'll be like, can you ask again and really mean it this time? <laughs> like, are you kidding? And so this is why when it's, when we're commanding versus I hope I get this, it's like, no, I'm requiring this. I'm requiring this there's a different intensity and we're really like pushing the energy, adding mo more momentum there. When it comes to supplements, remember that quality matters. And I am very particular about everything I put in my body because it all affects my vibration. And when it comes to supplements, I am so picky because I know that a lot of supplements stick sneaky ingredients, flavors, fillers, stuff we do not need in our bodies. And that is why I love Paleo Valley. All of their products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. These are whole food-based supplements. Now, one of the supplements that I take every single day is their Essential C Complex. This has been third-party lab tested as the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Vitamin C is incredible for boosting your immune system. It has been shown to naturally boost energy and reduce fatigue. It helps to regulate your stress hormone cortisol, and it is great for your skin. Trust me, not all vitamin Cs are the same. I have tried so many of them because of all the different detox protocols I've been on in my life. And this is by far my favorite. Most other vitamin C supplements out there are derived from GMO corn and only contain a fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. So if you take vitamin C, check it out. Is it just ascorbic acid? Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the whole spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just organic superfoods. And this is so much more bioavailable for your body you will feel the difference. Another one of my favorite supplements from Paleo Valley is their turmeric complex. This is something I think everybody should have in their supplement cabinet. I don't own Advil, 
I take turmeric and I love Paleo Valley's turmeric complex because unlike other similar products, they use all organic whole food ingredients. So you get each superfood's full spectrum of nutrients while avoiding the pesticides and herbicides that are so prevalent in our food system today. Most turmeric supplements out there only have one specific compound found in turmeric, curcumin. Turmeric in whole food form has been found to be more powerful than isolated curcumin, while also containing nearly 300 other beneficial components. Paleo Valley only uses organic whole food turmeric in their turmeric complex. It's amazing for fighting inflammation, supporting healthy joints, supporting brain health, immune health, cardiovascular health, protects against DNA damage. It is very easy for my body to get inflamed if I go quote unquote off track in any way with with my diet or lifestyle because of my history with autoimmune disease. This is a game changer for me. And I use this instead of Advil if I have any physical pain. If my skin is breaking out or if I have any inflammation of any sort, I always use this. So if you want to try out any of Paleo Valley's products or Turmeric Complex or Essential C Complex, their superfood bars, their grass-fed bone broth protein, so much good stuff, just go to paleovalley.com and use my code Christina15 for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 15 will get you 15% off. Here's the thing. If we're not honoring our authentic emotions and feelings, if we're not being authentic, we're not going to be magnetic, right? So the best thing you can do to support your magnetism is simply to be authentic with yourself right? With how you show up, with how you express yourself, with how you're feeling and being authentic with yourself. And so whatever your emotions are, if they're authentic to you, there you go. And I think that's really important to, to share because people, I think some people might think like, oh, if I just immediately bypass my emotion and shift into positivity, it's going to help me, you know, stay high vibe. But if that's not authentic, high frequency emotion, (laughs) you know, and just because it's low frequency doesn't mean it's bad. It's just information. And there's usually something really important in there for us when we're feeling that way. So if I'm feeling really sad or really upset, I go into it. I go all the way into it and like move through it and get right in the middle of that. And sometimes it takes me a day. Sometimes it takes a week and sometimes it takes longer depending on what's, what's going on. But because that's my authentic emotion and feeling, I'm just being authentic. That has never blocked my magnetism. It only enhances my magnetism. And I've actually manifested some of the most incredible things in my life, like the highest frequency things in my life, because I allowed myself to fully be in that authenticity and just honored my authentic emotions and feelings and what I really needed for myself in that moment. And also often, you know, went along with in that process of being in this receiving mode, in this resting mode, in this turning inward mode and just allowing myself to really be supported emotionally. So I'm in that receiving energy. And so an authentic emotion, intense emotion that pushes energy combined with, again, if I'm feeling upset or sad, that doesn't mean that I, as a being, am low frequency. Like one feeling can't throw off your whole vibration. And I wish I could describe what they're showing me right now. But it's like going into those authentic emotions and going into them from that high frequency place, like with love, seeing the emotion with love. They talk about this a lot in the book, like seeing it, honoring it with love is the highest frequency thing you can do. So, you know, in the book, they describe it like, like it's a child, you know, if a child is crying, 
are you going to, are you going to yell at the child and be like, stop crying, fake your positivity, move on? Are you going to show up with, with love and be, and just hold space, you know, ask what's going on and just like give them space to cry. And that's like, you know, the child is representing your emotions there. So uh, the best thing you can do is just allow yourself to feel your feelings authentically. And that's actually how we can move through them more quickly is by not trying to rush them, first of all, but then going into them. And I know I spent a lot of my life resisting my emotions and trying to find ways to manage my anxiety or manage my depression instead of just letting myself feel it. And if I sat there and like let myself go deep into my anxiety or deep into my sadness, I actually broke apart a lot of those energy knots and that helped me a lot with finally getting rid of that chronic anxiety and chronic depression. And I found that if I was anxious, if I just kept trying to like manage it, I stayed anxious, like low level (laughs) anxiety all the time versus if I just sat down and I was like, let me just feel this. It went away in like 20 minutes. That's been my experience. So some things to think about, but I wanted to just share like what I do when I'm not in a high vibe space personally that helps me like move through it because trying to get out of it, I find just elongates the process. And like I said, with the heaviness of what's going on in the world combined with, you know, what's going on with all of us individually, I know a lot of people are probably feeling this. So, you know, maybe some things I say resonate with you. Maybe they don't. That's fine. Leave it. But what I'll say is, I, I said this elsewhere, but in case you're new, <laughs> I had really, really debilitating phobias, fears, anxiety all growing up. And it, it really prevented me from living my life in a lot of ways. It's like, if I describe it, it, it seems extreme, but like from a very young age, I, I mean, I couldn't sleep. I would just stay up all night crying, screaming. If I saw something on the news, I could just feel the suffering and pain in the world. And I couldn't understand how there could be so much pain in the world. Like all the stuff that was happening collectively really affected me. Or if I saw somebody at school getting bullied, I mean, I wouldn't stop crying for weeks. I wouldn't be able to sleep. If I saw a scary scene in a movie, it like deeply affected me and it prevented me from like going out in the world, going out in public doing things with friends, things at school. Like I really couldn't function because I was so sensitive to things I heard or saw. I was like a sponge. I mean, to this day, I'm careful with what, with what I watch, with what I, um, you know, pick up on. And part of it is, yeah, I don't want to get into all of the (laughs) hypnosis and programming and, you know how the news is, but even when I know it's it's just a scene from a movie or a fiction book I'm reading, I've just always been like this. And I know people who don't aren't like this probably think it's really weird and I'm exaggerating, but it's just my experience. Like to this day, there if there's a there are certain scenes in a movie, or if I know something is going to come up, I have to leave the room because I know I won't be able to sleep for weeks after seeing it, or I know I'll have nightmares. I know that it won't get out of my head. Um, and I have tools now where I'll 
I mean, this happened to me last week where I saw something that just horrified me um, in a movie. And so I sat and I went, you know, I went into my records, I meditated, I cleared, I cleared it and I cleared out all of the past life connections. And uh, I did a lot of energy work to just move it out of my body. But it's like I can feel it really, really affecting me. And so I'm just aware of what comes into my field. But the reason why I'm explaining this is because because I had that experience of like how much I missed out on the first 20 years of my life and how much it really prevented me from like really living in so many ways, which it all happened for me. Right. But that I mean, and that allowed me to advocate for myself to myself (laughs) and what I need and have really clear boundaries with myself and be unapologetic with them, like for myself, fully give myself permission to do what I need to do. Because I know the alternative is like, well, I'm completely ineffective if I'm caught in that state and I can't show up for other people. I can't show up for myself. I really can't function unless I do what I need to do to take care of myself. And I think that's a really important piece is when we're feeling low frequency and looking to move through things, like really giving ourselves permission to set the boundaries that we need to set. And this comes up all the time in conversations around boundaries with people. And I mean, I you know, I could go on a tangent. How, how did I learn to set boundaries? And there have just been so many times when I've experienced like the alternative and how not good that is. And if I think about my ultimate goal <laughs> about how I want to show up for myself and my friends and the people I serve in this community and really show up in service, like I have to do what I have to do to make sure I'm stabilized and feeling good so I can produce what I need to produce and fulfill the mission. You know what I'm saying? So it is thinking bigger picture, giving myself permission for what I need versus somebody else wanting to pull on my strings. And that is one of the main things that I do immediately is hermit, which, you know, I'm a two, four. (laughs) So I naturally like to hermit. And, and again, this is just what makes me feel good is I just know I need to be in my own energy field. And so I will clear my schedule as much as I can, give myself as much me time as, as I need you know, I will reach out to friends usually after I've gone inward for a while and process things myself because I want to process them myself first. And I also don't need anybody else projecting their own stuff onto me. And I just want to get in my own field. So I always hermit. I will clear my schedule. I will do what I can to calm my nervous system and give myself time for sleep, take some baths. I journal a lot. I will just sit in meditation. I'll put my legs up the wall. I will stretch. I'll go on a walk in nature. Just a lot of things where I'm like in my own field by myself and having time to like process and feel. I will not answer my phone if I need to just go off social media, whatever I can cancel. And I just kind of really go in my own space and and hermit. And that's really important for me is like this distinct airplane mode, no one talked to me. With that, I'm really aware of anywhere I'm distracting myself. So, you know, not looking at random stuff on the computer. I uh, will be very aware of what I am watching or listening to. So at that point, I'll really be specific about what music 
I'm listening to, making sure that, how do I even describe this? <laughs> I think you just kind of know, right? So like a lot of mainstream stuff is, is a no-go. I switch more to binaural beats or things without lyrics or things with lyrics that, I don't know, aren't encoded with like <laughs> negative subliminal messages. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I generally stay more in silence because I'm just becoming aware of where am I trying to distract myself because I want to make sure I've like gone into it and felt my feelings and like brought up everything that I need to look into before I'm like watching a rom-com or whatever it is. Right. And then with, if I'm going to watch a movie or anything, I will be pretty discerning with that and make sure that it's something that's going to make me feel uplifted. I think we all, we know how we feel after we watch certain things. So I'm aware of that, but I really just give myself a lot of space to go into it. So I make sure like, oh, I have this whole day to just feel or this whole evening, I'm just going to focus on me. If you are dealing with headaches, tiredness, dizziness, hunger pains during the day, cramps, carb cravings, I would make sure that your electrolytes are balanced. My life has changed since paying attention to this because, I mean, I'm on a whole foods-based diet, I'm active, I exercise, and I do a lot of energy work, a lot of frequency work. It's a really common ascension symptom or a symptom of shifting your vibration. You have some headaches or head symptoms, you might just notice things feel off. And all of this is related to balancing your electrolytes. If you're active or on a whole foods-based diet, if you do a lot of frequency work, energy work, if you're on a journey of raising your vibration, Make sure your electrolytes are balanced. It took me a long time to realize that a lot of my hunger cravings, cramps, and headaches were connected to this. And this is why I drink so much Element. I'm obsessed with it. It tastes so delicious. And these are the cleanest electrolytes I've ever found. The co-founder is Rob Wolf. So can't be surprised. Rob Wolf is somebody who first got me into whole foods-based eating. I've been a huge fan of his for years. And I know how picky he is about formulation and also performance. Most electrolytes have a lot of sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, which... That's all unhealthy and unneeded. Element is all sugar-free, gluten-free, all natural ingredients, paleo, keto, science-backed. There is a reason why so many U.S. Olympics teams and NFL teams and BA players all turn to Element. And yours truly, Christina the Channel. <laughs> but seriously, I, I put the chocolate, the chocolate salt element in my coffee every morning. It tastes so good. First thing in the morning, I like to get a lot of electrolytes in and I drink a ton of water. I drink so much water and it's like I don't absorb it. I was talking to one of my friends about this. It's like I don't absorb it. Just like, I don't know, I get puffy. I don't absorb it unless I'm drinking the element. So I'm basically drinking element all day long. And my favorite flavors are the citrus salt, the raspberry and the watermelon. They're so good. So if you want to try out an Element sample pack for just the cost of shipping, you can go to drinkelement.com slash CTC and you'll get eight packets of Element, two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored to try out. So again, that's drinkelement.com slash CTC, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash CTC. You just pay the cost of shipping, about $5 for US orders, and you'll get eight packets of Element to try out. Be sure to tag me on Instagram so I can see which flavor is your favorite. What that looks like for me usually is, you know, I'll sit and I will brain dump and I'll just, I mean, I'll journal. I'm just like journaling and getting out all my feelings and what I'm thinking and letting myself just release all my thoughts and emotions. And I'm kind of also usually talking as I'm doing that and I'm saying it out loud, getting it out. 
out loud, journaling usually allows me to bring things up to the surface that I wasn't fully realizing. And then I kind of just switch it to talking where I'm just kind of like, I mean, talking to my guys, talking to myself. I'm just saying how I'm feeling like, and I'm maybe getting upset or crying. It's where a lot of the emotion comes up. So I give myself a lot of space to just feel and cry and whatever it is for a while. And that can take a long time. (laughs) I kind of go back and forth between those. And then what I usually do is like move it out of my body. So I will uh, like dance it out typically, like do some embodiment, my, you know, punch a pillow, scream into a pillow if I really need to get out, but I like get it physically out. I'll do like angrily stuff. I'll yell, whatever. I get it out, get it out, get it out. And then I'm usually crying after. Um, And then depending on what time of day it is, I will either just like go on a walk outside in nature or like grounds, or maybe I'll take a bath, something like that. And usually I'm crying more and just letting myself feel, feel my feels. So I really don't put any pressure on figuring anything out or moving through it. I'm just kind of like getting it out. And usually in that process, I'm realizing all the stuff under the surface that I wasn't in awareness of before that I need to look at and also realizing, whoa, like I felt guilty about feeling that or, oh, whoa, I didn't realize that I was frustrated there. Like, why am I frustrated here? And so I just give myself space to like explore and for it to come up and actually give it space to move out of my body before I try and like do anything with it. I'm just trying to bring awareness to it. And I really just like treat my body like I'm a child and I'm thinking, you know, if I was my own child, how would I want to be taken care of? And I'll call in the divine feminine energies, like all that mother energy or and or, you know, lay on the ground and let mother earth just give me some love. So I call in those mothering energies. I curl up, I get in cozy clothes, maybe drink some tea, you know, whatever food is nourishing for me. But the thing is, I basically just let myself go into it until I feel like done. (laughs) Until I, I hit this point where I'm like tired, like exhausted, like there's nothing else. Cool. And then that's when I can reflect more productively on like how, how, what was there for me to learn from, but I don't rush that space. So I just like let myself go into it. And it's important for me to talk it out, to speak it out. And this is all to myself to get the anger out. And I don't go to anybody else until I've done those bits. I know none of this is revolutionary, but it's, it's what works. (laughs) And again, boundaries. So it's like, If people are tugging on me to hang out or talk, I just am like, I can't, I'm unavailable right now. Like, it's all about me going into it. If I keep pushing it down or suppressing it, or if I'm like, oh, I'm giving myself 30 minutes to feel my feelings, it's just not going to work. It's like, it's got to be all about me and what I need until I've like let myself go into this. The point is surrendering to it. However, with this, I want to share. So, recently, my friend, Tim Brainerd came on the podcast and I got my body keys profile from him. And it was so profound for me. I wanted to tell you about it because I think a lot of you will be really interested in this. So he describes it in in that episode, but the body keys are basically 
a way to help you navigate moments of tension, constriction, and stress and shift back into your natural state of ease. And so this is called like your stuckness pattern. So in the profile, he shares your stuckness patterns. This is based on the gene keys, I believe. What those stuckness patterns are, which is like, I mean, think of the energy of stuckness, tension. Whenever you're feeling that tension, that that constrictedness, tightness, which you'll feel in your body. And then what the the keys are. So the, the stuckness pattern. And then what key to turn to to release that tension. And then the gifts that they unlock. So I'm gonna share a little bit about mine with you. And this is the thing, and and he he explains this, but it's like it's nothing that you don't already know. But for me, the identification was so helpful. And then knowing exactly what key corresponds to which stuckness pattern. So the four for me, you can have, there are seven different ones. Um, and you could have like three of them, four of them, you know, it, whatever number, depending on you as an individual. So mine were melancholy, which is used to describe when you go into self-blame. So you have no control over something and then you go into self-blame. That's the melancholy pattern. And then the other one for me was paralysis, getting locked into emotional paralysis. The next was overwhelm. So it's mental tension and I'll feel overwhelmed specifically. And then compromise. Compromise was the fourth one for me. And this is when I experience shame. It's connected to shame. The description says this feeling leads to an identity level uncertainty that habitually conforms to the needs and expectations of others. So that's the compromise. And when I looked at these, it was like so validating because I had been really going into just some really heavy stuff and like trying to understand why do I go here? Like, why am I going into this energy? And there's a lot of childhood wound connections and and past traumas, but I identify so deeply with all of them and just having a name and it like being validated of like, yeah, that's exactly where I go. So when something is off, even if it's not even connected to me, like I'm not even involved, I will feel myself. I've felt this since I was a kid, like go into self-blame or go into shame. And it's like, okay, how can I compromise myself or adjust myself to fix this? Even if I'm again, literally not involved or the melancholy thing with the self-blame if I have no control over something and I'm witnessing it happen, like feeling this melancholy and then blaming myself and just seeing it on a paper, I'm like, whoa, I can identify with that so clearly. And it's funny because one of my best friends and I, we always had this joke growing up about the word melancholy specifically. So there's just like something else in there for me as well. But then with each stuckness pattern, there's a specific body key. So with the melancholy one, going into self-blame, feeling that melancholy, the key is soundscape. So it is immediately going into silence or having a curated playlist to help move through that stuckness pattern and go back into a less tense state. With paralysis, the key is activity. So like physical activity. With the overwhelm, the key is organization. So organizing so I can get some order. And then with the last one, the compromise pattern, privacy. So when I'm in the pattern of compromise, going into a personal space and being private. And it's just so funny because I mean, it's so me. And I'm like, these are things that I 
naturally know to do. And it's described here. And now I know exactly, okay, if I'm feeling this stuckness pattern in my physical body, because my body's going to tell me, I know exactly what key to turn to. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I know immediately go to organization. Or if I'm feeling, I I feel paralyzed right now, activity, physical activity. If I'm feeling that melancholy energy, immediately moving to soundscape. And it just allows you to like shift that tension so you can like move through it fully. And then with each of those, there's a corresponding gift. So for mine, from melancholy to soundscape leads to originality. And this is about creating impact. And what's interesting for me and something I've kind of struggled with for a long time is I know that when I go into those deep melancholy states, that's when my deepest inspiration comes. That's when my biggest downloads come. That is when I've been able to create a lot of really incredible things. Uh, and it's it's actually very creative energy. And so that was pretty validating, right? But then from paralysis to activity, that unlocks, it's called vibrancy. And then from overwhelm to organization, the gift that unlocks is clarity. And then my last one, compromise to privacy, that unlocks sovereignty. So going from compromise to privacy, then unlocks sovereignty, bringing me back to my natural state of integrity. And so in in the reading, Tim went deeper into it and it was really validating for me because a lot of what he was saying, like around around the gifts specifically are things that people reflect back to me. And then I'm like seeing this whole process play out as I'm just viewing things that have in my life already from a different place and realizing how that stuckness or discomfort in my body, like through the this transmutation, is unlocking some of my greatest gifts. Like the sovereignty one, for example. That is something that people reflect back to me that I I feel like is one of my gifts. It's like standing really clear in my authenticity and in my integrity and what I know to be true for me and living like from my truth and with my life decisions. And that actually gets unlocked through, okay, if I'm feeling that compromise, which is an ideal, but then I go into privacy, right? And so knowing like I've always been like this and maybe this is, you know, also my this is also the two, four. This is also my caves of like, I just need to be in my own space and be in my own own energy field to really reconnect with who I really am and my beliefs and my knowings. And sometimes I do this where I'm like, what actually happened here? <laughs> and I will write out the reality of like, this was said here, this is what happened. Instead of going into these stories that my limiting beliefs can create, what can I control, right? If there's something that occurred that doesn't make me feel good, well, what can I control here? Is there something I can learn from, I can grow from, I can apologize for? Is there a belief I can shift? Is it serving me to keep freaking out about something? Is it serving me to be upset with myself or anybody else? No, it's not really helping anybody. So just like write down all these things, but it's like I need to be in that privacy to actually go into those feelings. But I wanted to share this because. I mean, the, the reading was really profound for me in so many ways. He just said everything I needed I needed to hear. And it was just really validating. And these are things I already do. But then now it's, for me, I can very clearly identify, oh, I'm feeling this stuckness pattern. And then this is the body key that's going to help me. So the other day I was feeling really overwhelmed and I immediately went to organize. I was like, I'm just going to write it all out on a piece of paper and then map everything out. And then it all has its place. I'm going to organize my calendar so everything has its place and immediately it went away and I felt clear 
but I wanted to share that because I think a lot of you might be interested in that as well from Tim. So it was, it's like really simple information, but very profound. And between, you know, the things that came up in that reading and then thinking about what I usually do, like what I know from my personal experience for myself is that I am not going to be effective with moving forward in any way or having any clear insight if I'm still in the stuckness, if I'm still in the tension. And so it is first like, what do I need to do to release that, which might be emotional release, anger release. And I do that within my own field. <laughs> uh, just really like what's coming up here? Like, what do I really want to say? What do I need to say? Opening my throat chakra. What am I, what am I actually feeling? Like, because there is a surface level of what we're thinking or feeling. And then there's the underneath stuff. It's like when you're arguing with your partner, you're arguing about something and it's not really about that. It's about they just did that thing that your mom did when you were younger that made you feel like you weren't loved, right? There's like something underneath it or that just poked on a wound that reminds me of when I was really hurt 10 years ago from this thing, you know? And so for me, just giving myself space to really go past the surface and be like, what am I really feeling here? And can I give it some space? Can I give it some room to breathe? Can I just allow it to be? to be seen, to be heard. It's like shadow work, right? Like just bringing it to the light so it can be seen because we can't do anything with things that we're just sweeping under the rug. It goes back to the conversation I had recently about honesty. Like when we're just honest with ourselves, with other people, now we can actually do something with it versus just avoiding it. We, we can't do anything from there. So I give myself time to, to process and feel and release my emotions. I usually get a lot of information from that of like, whoa, I actually have some other things to do now. And so after I really moved through that and gotten more information about the real roots, I will, that's when I will do energy work. So I'll do a high, go into my records. And that's when I do the clearing, any cord cutting, any releasing, but I can't bypass that first part because if I just go straight to the cord cutting or clearing and I haven't felt the emotions, it's like not even going to be that effective. Like I have to really get to the energetic state where I'm ready to release the pattern, the behavior, the belief, the relationship. I have to really get there and really mean it. I can't just jump to, I want to get rid of this. <laughs> I want to get rid of this. So that's when I do that. This is when I tune in with my guides and I ask for higher guidance. I ask for higher support. I ask for a perspective from love and, you know, Gotta gotta hear the the direct truth, the higher the higher truth, which my ego doesn't always like, but this is where I'm like really facing where my ego is popping up, my fear is popping up, limiting beliefs, and really realizing, oh, I really could learn from that or expand from that, or this is just something I have to face. This is a pill I have to swallow, whatever it is. And so I turn there, directly there. I don't turn to my friends <laughs> first. I know this is triggering for people, but it's like I just really believe in giving myself space to figure it out with my own tools instead of just immediately opening up space for other people to project their own stuff onto me. So uh, my like the energy work going into my records, I'm getting a lot of information. My guides are helping me a lot. And then usually I'm at a better place. And then I will, if I still have some more stuff that I'm thinking about, that's when I'll bring it to one of my mentors who I trust deeply and pay for this purpose of having access to, Hey, this is what I'm moving through. And I pay them because I trust them and I know they're not going to project their stuff onto me. And it's a very different dynamic to like bring something to a friend 
than to bring something to a mentor who, you know, has been through similar things, who uh, can take a more neutral perspective, who isn't involved. And all my mentors are psychics. I don't work with anybody who's not an intuitive. Um, personally, that's just my own personal thing. Uh, it just I feel like it gives you a leg up, <laughs> you know, and sometimes for me, if I'm really close to something, if I'm really close to it, I'd rather just ask one of my mentors who I know is going to be neutral versus try and even tune into it myself. And yeah, for me, it's about just having people I trust. And that's, you know, where they might support me in reflecting things back or offering a different perspective. And by then I'm feeling pretty good. And then that's usually when I share with my friends. And, you know, after I've learned some things, figured things out, or maybe things are still getting sorted, then I'll usually bring it to my friends where I'm like, oh, this is what I've been feeling or going through. Can you hold the space? And thankfully, I have really incredible people in my life who can hold space for me and understand how to just hold space and see me, hear me, love me. And that's usually when things start to feel more put together. Like, okay, I am seen, I'm heard, understood. And I just kind of allow that process to be, you know? So that's exactly what I've been doing the last week or so as a lot of things have been coming up and I've just been feeling it and just honoring that and just kind of going in and out. And as I have different conversations with myself, (laughs) as I meditate, as I journal with my guides, I'm getting different information um, and then talking to my mentors and having things reflected and sharing things with friends that I really trust who I know won't project their stuff onto me and are stabilized within themselves. It's like I get new information and I kind of continue that process until I hit a space where my nervous system feels more stabilized. And with that, it's like the whole time, again, treating myself like a child of like, what do I need to stabilize my nervous system? So again, this is where I will Anyone that I don't need to respond to, I'm not going to respond to. Anything that doesn't have to get done, I'm just not going to do. So I'm looking at my to-do list. I'm like, what am I making up that I have to do? You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm always the kind of person. I know my friends don't like this, but if you text me, you might not hear from me for a while. It's just not my priority. I think we're overly connected now. So I just watch my boundaries and I have lots of Ned CBD and make sure I'm nourishing myself all the adaptogens, all the superfoods. I pay attention to screen time, more time in nature. Pay attention to screen time as in limit it, get to bed earlier, sleep more, stop any intense exercise. I mean, I just really ask myself this question constantly, like, is this, is this calming my nervous system? Or is this putting me into fight or flight, stressing me out? And I mean, even with some people, who might reach out to me. I'm like, I already know that conversation is going to be stressful. So I'm just not going to engage. So just choose, choose wisely. And that's how I move through things and what I do when I'm not feeling high vibe and I go into it. And what I'll say is, as I've been kind of like moving through my feels the last few weeks, I've had so many deeply important insights that 
are like pivotal for me in this next phase of my life that I'm grateful for, but it's not always fun to learn those bigger lessons, you know? And again, if my field is getting recalibrated, it's always fascinating. It's not always fun to see what gets cleared, you know, what shifts and just realizing, wow, like sometimes the the things that really are for our highest and best, our ego really doesn't want. Uh, And so that's interesting. But with that, I've learned a lot about myself and communication and different relationships in my life and and what I'm really looking for in relationships in my life. So it's led me to a lot of clarity and I've had to go into all of the emotions to get those bigger lessons. And I've had some of the most like profound things that I've I've channeled (laughs) in a couple of months come through during this. So that's been really beautiful. But yeah, I just honor how I'm feeling you know, and trust that it's all for a reason. But with that, it's letting myself go into it instead of just bypassing it and trying to be happy. But it's for me giving myself space for me to really find the nuggets in there where the growth is, where I can learn, where I can be better, where I can expand. And I know a lot of this for me has also been, I'm about to channel two books (laughs) in the next two months. And so a lot's going to come through. And so I'm having to, like my field is getting really cleaned out and I'm really getting a lot of lessons in what I need to do to be able to bring that energy through. I mean, it's like training like an athlete. (laughs) It's, it's so interesting doing, doing this kind of work, but getting ready. So that's where I'm at. And maybe you pulled something from this, even if it's just permission that you don't need from me, but maybe just, you know, give, giving you a little loving nudge to give yourself permission to just do what you need to do. And sometimes it's just, Hey, this weekend I'm chilling by myself. I'm just not going to talk to anybody. I'm going off technology. Oh, which is something I, I forgot to say but I'll do this where I'll just go off all tech. So I'll usually block out like a week or a weekend at least, depending on what my schedule is like. And I I immediately go like, when can I go off of all technology, not just off social media, like all technology. I like to do that every so often of no tech, no EMFs, no phone, no TV, just me, myself and I, and that is really healing for me too. So anyway, whatever you know you need to do, Maybe, maybe it's a girl's night. Maybe it's time just by yourself. Maybe it's journaling. I literally the other day journaled for an entire day. An entire day. I mean, we all know I can easily talk to myself for an entire day. And that's where the good stuff comes because all of the answers are inside you. And I really challenge you to turn inward, to use the tools that you have before asking a friend. You know, for me, I. Those tools also include, I go back through channeled messages. I go back through my book. Like Station Mastery has kicked me in the butt in the best way so many times. I go back to it and I'm like, oh, what an ego check. I needed to hear that. You know, I go back through the channel messages in the channel collective or on YouTube. Like I go back and listen to that and I often find, oh, that was what I needed to hear. I didn't think about it that way. So I use those tools as well. and. I think it's really important that we um, 
learn to use the tools we have within ourselves and around us before immediately asking other people what they think is what's helpful for me. Give yourself a chance. I'm not saying don't reach out for support. I'm just sharing what helps me and I definitely reach out for support, but I give myself a chance to feel my feels so I can have a more productive conversation when I reach out for support, right? Because by the time I'm getting to my, like one of my mentors, for example, I'm like, hey, I realize that I have, I'm still holding on to this deep betrayal wound from this relationship I had when I was 12 and this is what happened and that that developed this belief for me and that's the underlying limiting belief. I'm bringing forward the deeper root versus what happened last week, not having even tried to process it myself. So that's how I'm more effective with the communication and receiving support. Anyway, that's what I do when I'm not feeling super high vibe is I let myself not feel super high vibe. And it's okay to not feel super high vibe all the time. It's just what's authentic for you. What are your authentic feelings? And only you know that. And you do know that. Remember, being authentic is what makes you magnetic. Authenticity. All right. I will wrap up there. I thought this was going to be 10 minutes. And here we are. Classic Christina. If you are feeling all the feels, I'm sending you so much love. Sending you so much love. I hope you receive that. And I do hope you have a wonderful day. Just know that you are so loved, so supported, and that this community is always here for you. That is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you got something from it. Thanks again so much for tuning in, and I will chat with you again next time.